to GM, the game where we get your table started and answer your questions. I'm your GM, Sean Howard, with the end of time and other bothers. And I am your DM from Dungeons and Dragons, Russ Moore. Russ Moore. Way to save that. Way to save that. So, uh, if you listen to last episode, uh, I had a moment where I got excited, and Russ is Every like, episode. Oh, but we're at the two hour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was like, uh, let's talk about different mechanisms that exist that are storytelling mechanisms or, or or starting points. Let's start with a with the with the example of you're sitting down. Everyone's going to show up in 15 minutes, mm-hmm. and the story has gotten so crazy right now. You know what I mean? You're just feeling the pressure. Like, you're, I, I, it happens to me all the time. I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I just got the big baddie and now this thing happened and there's time travel and my brain is just flat. I got nothing. What are some mechanisms you can use to sit down and run a game with everyone? Things are so wild and out of, out of control. Flash them back to a, a different point in time, a simpler point <gasps> yes. in time. Yes, a happy time. If everything's dark and difficult, a time when they were happy. Yeah, if you were in the darkest timeline and then you wanted to get out of it just for a moment, just to see that there was hope at one point in the world, flash them back and they're all just they're all just at home with their friends and family and life is good. Life is good. And the table will have so much fun. You literally open it with, we're going back to a time. Tell me a time when you were all happy. Yeah. Right? And... Or you could take one character. You can go, you know, Amy, tell me a time when your character was happy. That's right. And then you start an intro. You know, Amy turns and starts walking down the street with the bodies and the burning. And she's suddenly not on that street. She's suddenly in a precious memory with her family and their whatever she told yeah. you, right? That's Eating right. marshmallows around the fire. Suddenly you've got a scene to play. Hopefully your table is going to join in and be her family in that case. That's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, find yeah, find ways for them to get into that scene. I mean, you can always tell them just you know jump. We're going to do these type of scenes. Jump into these scenes as you as you if your table isn't familiar with that. Um, yeah. But a lot of the most fun ones I uh, have done. One of the ones that I rem- remember the most are the going home scenes, which can be which are yeah. very much the flashback scenes. Right. They they're. Yeah. You know, it, everything has been decided. What's going to happen? The next thing is the big battle. But you want to give them a moment of just breath and reprieve. Send them home to see their family or their friends, or send them to a completely different location that is removed from the tension um, of whatever is happening. Because to relax you and to relax them, and it can be a lot of fun when they're just like, "Oh, the pressure valve is is gone." Um, and they can just remember that the character they built eight years ago, uh, they built with hope in their minds. <laughs> so you can also do things like, let's say, um, let's say one of your characters like Tom had this cool axe or shield and they used it a lot. And, but then when they got all their cooler weapons, yeah. right, they started using those. You could literally do a flashback to the day that they earned that shield. Right. And then have them tell you what it was. They could be like, maybe they want to do a battle scene. They could be like, oh, yeah, it was the battle of whatever. Or, oh, it was the day I got lost and and managed to get home. You know, whatever it is. Like, you can now do a flashback and have fun playing that for as long as it is till you wrap it. Yeah, fl- flashbacks um, are a blast. Um, yeah, because like, like, like Russ says, you're taking them back to a younger character mm-hmm. that had hope and dreams. And your table <laughs> will have fun with yeah. it. They will literally play a scene. I, Tom or someone will literally probably play a scene where they'll be like, 
Well, I am never giving up this hex. Certainly not for anything that, you know, has a funny name like an insert some ridiculous name right. that is their weapon of today. The players can have a lot of fun with these flashbacks. Oh, for sure. But what? Okay, so we're, we're back in this, in, this, um, in this hectic moment in our game. And maybe there's, maybe there's something that the players just aren't getting. Mm-hmm. Giving your players maybe a dream something that can deliver them a message that you just need to clear something up like the flashback scenes. Maybe, maybe Blatt falls asleep one night after having a, having a dark and uh, dreary day hiding under trees and at top of buildings and you know, whatever he's doing and they just aren't getting that, that little click you, you launch them into this dream and it could be, just a black space and you wait for them to tell you what they see or what they hear. You'd be like, yeah, you could say you're, you're, you suddenly, you're suddenly realize you're in blackness. And then you realize you remember falling asleep, but you're not sure where you are and you can't feel anything. And then the world starts to come into focus. Where are you yeah. in this dream and have them tell you. And yeah, like, uh, so the idea of, Let's say you've got some kind of mystery thing set up and it's going horribly. You're in epi- you're in ep- you're in your 13th session and they still haven't figured it out. The world is ending because they just haven't picked up the stone that's on the altar that everything is pointing at. <laughs> so that would be my table. So I would literally do a whole dream where it's all metaphor and innuendo to Blatt, right? Yeah. And the table knows now what I'm trying to do because it's all going to be about diamonds on their finger and whatever. And then they're going to come out and go, wow, it was a weird dream. And and I'm going to so I'm gonna be like, well, Darcy is still sleeping when you come back and say that. Darcy, you're in the thing and yeah. I'll get and I'll have fun with it. I'll be like, there's literally a, a ring on an altar and it has like a sign pointing to, Big you know, neon lights and, pointing down to yeah, it. It's just a yeah. dream. And then she'll come out of it with some different thing and she probably won't go for it because it'll be fun yeah. right to not get to it see what happens um, next in the next in 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 uh, egerton's dream right like oh boy and then by that point we'll be yeah. so down he'll eat it yeah and he'll be because he, he sleep he sleepwalks and sleep eats obviously so yeah he does yeah, yeah. <laughs> So dreams are a great way and a lot of fun because dreams aren't real. There's metaphor. There's innuendo. They can be scary. Uh, yeah, dreams are a fun way to create a session where you're just playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also don't have to be po- telling a character anything. Yeah. You could just be like, you could do a cool thing where uh, there's a lich or something that's just targeted them and is just sucking their life force and they're all in a dream world and so they don't have to feed a real lich they're just in this dream thing where they're trying to get out and if they don't get out of the dream they die their bodies die yeah that's a that's a good point right. too because you know, while you can deliver them information in a in a safer quote-unquote environment you can also put them into a high stakes thing Maybe they don't know they're dreaming at that point you can put them in this high stakes yep. thing you don't have to tell them that um something entirely out of left field they you know wake up around the campfire and now they're completely surrounded and overrun and they've got to find a way out of this and then at the end they snap back wake up and then they start hearing movement in the trees a little premonition forward thinking (laughs) it's gonna repeat that's awesome more groundhog day style thing but then it gives them an extra 10 minutes to kind of 10 minutes in game to kind of think about and plan about what this what's coming up right and then yeah so maybe they don't survive the dream yeah, one but, uh, yeah now that too then gives you another way killing characters in a dream right. oh, that's always fun. um that too and they're not sure if they're dreaming <laughs> always um 
that too gives reason or gives you something outside of the dream and in the game as to why they had that dream. Maybe there's somebody helping them that they haven't met yet um, or another force. That, anyways, that's that's me going down a rabbit 100%. hole. But yeah, it, um, it. trying some of these things out can give you more things to build out your world. And, and But they're also easy. Yeah. You can literally sit down 10 minutes before they're arriving and go, everyone's going to a dream world and they're going to be a house. And the house is a metaphor for the witch's power and they have to just get out. They yep. just have to find the door. Uh, or that's hard because it's like a riddle. Or I love yours. They're just they're 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 at a campfire and people are attacking. It's insane how many people are yeah. attacking and they're fighting like mad doing. It. And then they die, and then they wake up and realize it was a dream. But now they hear the same bugle call. Yeah. Love that. Uh, those are just they're fun. You could just come up with an idea. So there's another thing you can do, which is a bottle episode. Like we see this in TV shows. So. I would also say anything you've seen in a movie, start paying attention to TV shows and movies. They are storytelling just like we're doing at the table. You will see flashbacks. You'll see dreams. You will see things out of order, right? Like you'll, you'll see like a really big thing happen and they won't tell you that's foundation, right? Like there's this big thing that happens and you never find out what happened. You're like, well, I want to go back to the thing, right? That's a storytelling mechanism. And every once in a while they tease you with it. All of these cuts in story are things we can do. We do not have to be telling a story like step by step. Like we can cut in time. We can cut back in time suddenly, right? Um, So a bottle episode is when it's like we see it all the time on Doctor Who or any show where it has nothing to do with the big right. arc of the season. It's just a funny little thing. Like they're on a ship and it opens usually with a, a an, you're in situ. It's a real problem. They're, they're in a, sh- a Doctor Who. They're in a ship. There's no life support. They can't get to the front cockpit. Uh, they're all going to die. They have only a ticking clock. Yeah. What do you? What do they do? Or you just open in a battle or you open in a whatever. But you can, you can literally sit down on the table and just broadcast to your table um, – you know, it's the second day of the Academy. And they're all going to be like, that was Academy. That was like years ago when we started that. It's the second day of the Academy, the day no one ever talked about again. Yeah. Because now you've set up why they haven't talked about this. When all four, in my table, I do something like all four characters managed to lock themselves in the basement. And we go. We just have a fun bottle episode, right? And there's bad things. I've got some, I've got like, a suit of armor that's come alive and is chasing them or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Or, or Russ might put a maze. Look, I've been steering away from mazes. Okay, get off my back, Sean. Would Amy put you up to this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Tom. Well, of course. Yes, all of these things are great ways to, to, not, to not have to, not just not have to prep, but just go in and do something that is not of huge consequence but also like the bottle episode sets up more of your world as well um and allows them to again come back to putting your players back into the storytelling mode and you can literally download a one pager off the internet and just do a bottle episode i promise you at any time you can literally take a one pager like i got nothing today pull the one pager and be like oh this would be funny if instead of it being this little house and the whatever it was that like that base of operations we started out yeah. of, and we go back there. Yeah, like you, you, you'll you'll find a way to put it in your world as soon as you look yeah. at it. And um, yeah, and there's so many of those one pages on that you can just get 
in drive through RPG and all that sort of stuff. Hundreds of them, thousands of them. Yeah. Go find one that works and you can make as many or as little connections. Your players will find the connections along the way and, and have fun with it, right? Just find a way to do something fun in a bottle. Give everyone a fun time. Uh, you can play. Uh, so one of the other ones we got to end soon is uh, Alternate Universe. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. If the comics can do it, so can we. That's right. Um, right? Like you literally tell everyone... Uh, I want so I you can literally have everyone hand their character sheet one that's to the just, left. That, that's that's what I was thinking. Yeah. All right. Everyone's gonna play each other, and they're just they're 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 in. You say it's what do they call those in the thing? Like the un the un the un. I forget they had names for them in, in the comic book oh, world. Like yeah. different. Uh, uh, you know the non yeah, Spider. Yeah, the ones or, they're doing right now are like the what ifs, right? Like what if? Um, yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah. And so you can literally open with just a fun what if we're going back to an old thing from your notebook. Yep. Like it's something the old crew did. And now this crew gets to do it differently because maybe they'll they'll remember. Yeah. They'll like, remember what they did and then they'll make a in their mind a better decision, right? Or a different decision. Yep. So you would have to put them in that one maze they were in forever because they still probably yeah, won't the, remember how to no, go. They won't. No. <laughs> <laughs> they'll they'll, they'll so, try the solution right away, which it won't work <laughs> and they'll have to figure it out yeah uh tom did a thing the other day in a one-off where everyone had to rhyme it was super yeah. fun uh or you lost hit points a good amount of hit points so you learn pretty quick to yeah, rhyme don't mess until up so you can yeah. get to the end of the little one pager so uh so these are all just examples watch movies watch tv think of books think of comics any story you like yeah if you start to look at it, you're going to notice that they just cut to scenes. Yeah, you don't need travel all the time. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to paint A, B, A, you know, the 30 points from A to B. Sometimes you can jump and then jump back in time. You can go back to a time when you jumped. Like, there's a number of points in Russ's world where they suddenly just were in the new city. Yeah. All of that travel between those two is things you can jump back in time to at any time, right? Yeah, because travel... Travel when you're trying to get to a point is long and boring because you you don't want to fill out every little detail. But yeah, like Sean said, those flashbacks be like, well, there 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 was a big event there that happened. You, you yeah. arrive at the city and you know your your armor's dented and your your swords are all bloodied. You can fill that in then if you want to, but or save it for another session later on when they can come back and fill yep. in why that happened. Right? Exactly. So. I uh, hope you all just uh, take away from this just some different fun ideas to experiment with and have fun with with your table. Yeah. Uh, and you get your game started. Did I do it right? All the places you can find us are in the description. Oh, yeah. And then the places that Russ is going to tell you. Uh, send us an email. DM to GMcast at gmail.com. Join us on our Discord. We've got a whole bunch of amazing people there answering questions and filling in character details and story details and plot points and all that great stuff. And you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Show notes is where you click all those links. Okay. Show notes. Show notes. Show notes. Show notes. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. This is Yanni, and welcome to Season 2 of Harlem Queen. Thank you for listening. The season picks up 
with the search for Michelle. You are listening to the Floyd J. Calvin program. And now, straight to the headlines. Manhattan debutante and socialite Michelle Mondesir has been kidnapped from her Connecticut boarding school. There is a tri-state search for Mademoiselle Mondesir, who is 15 years of age, Caucasian, and was last seen yesterday evening going to her dormitory. Stephanie is frantic and she risks all in order to find her missing daughter. We will find Michelle. There are troopers all along the New Jersey and Pennsylvania highways. That's not enough. Madame Stephanie St. Clair posted a $10,000 reward for information that leads to the safe return of Ms. Mondesir. You need to take down your reward, Stephanie. I will not. Those no-good couples are already saying she's dead. The connection between the debutante and the numbers queen is unclear. And Stephanie still has to contend with Luciano and Schultz plotting to push her out of her own turf. Word on the street is that it's Schultz. Who cares about a lost colored girl? This one is white. Fifth Avenue debut on a lot of money, well connected. And I want to find out why Stephanie is so fixated on the girl. Stephanie is highly invested in her safe return. What do you need me to do? I need you to cheese it. What about Sinclair? You tried to clip her twice. Is she pushing up daisies? No. We're going to get her another way. Even Halstein is suspicious. Is he truly a friend or a foe? She's putting herself behind the eight ball. There's something more there, and I need to find out. In the meantime, someone has to earn the money she's deciding not to earn. You have no power in this case, Stephanie. In fact, you're a liability. I will do everything in my power to get her home safe and sound. Listen up for season two. Harlem Queen is a recipient of the Lower Manhattan Cultural Council's Creative Engagement Grant. And once we all get through this safe and sound, we will have a live radio show of Harlem Queen this fall. More episodes to come. Take good care and stay well. (laughs) 